and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Hey, this is Robert. Just want to give you a heads up about our upcoming shows. Next month, it's June already, I can't believe this year is halfway over, but our theme for the month is going to be ink. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. This week's story comes to you from Calandra Rothrock. I actually had the pleasure of working with Calandra professionally uh, at the San Diego Museum of Natural History. She's an educator and an amazing actress. Uh, I, I, I make a lot of short films in my work, and I lean heavily on her talent. Uh, she's somebody who can just show up, and I give her an idea, and she can just make an amazing things happen in, in like, one take. Um, I'm, I'm always in awe of her, and I'm thrilled to present her story to you today. Uh, she told this story in San Diego at Tiger Tiger Tavern on May 10th. The theme of the evening was tongues. Enjoy. All right, here we go. I did not go to church as a child. My parents are both scientists, and Sunday mornings were for doing white people things like listening to James Taylor albums or going to the wild animal park to photograph starlings. So I was pretty excited when my best friend from eighth grade asked me to come to church. Yes, I thought, this is going to be great. All mysterious ritual and music and belonging. This friend of mine had been going to church her whole life, and she was the coolest person I knew. She's beautiful and funny and kind with an amazing singing voice. She was just totally out of my friend league. So at this time, I'm 13. I have braces and glasses and acne. And my parents are getting divorced, so my entire home life is in upheaval. And I've just found my calling a few months before, only I don't know it's my calling yet. And of course, I'm going through puberty, which is uncomfortable and stimulating and painful. And everything in my life is confusing and awkward. And this girl seems to have this inside track to a kind of mature inner peace that I desperately want for myself. So I'm thinking, this is it. Church has got to be the solution. So I go to church, here I am in church, and my beautiful, my beautiful friend is singing along in her beautiful voice about raising and praising and grazing. I don't, there's a lot about a lamb, I don't know. So I'm kind of getting the hang of it. I'm waiting, though, for that sense of belonging to come like a ray of sunshine from heaven, for the skies to open up and tell me that everything is going to be okay and that the world is not so scary after all. I'm following along. Standing, then sitting, then we're standing again. Okay, we're shaking hands. Yes, uh, peace be unto you. And I'm sort of thinking, I've got this, all right, when a muttering commences to my left. And I'm thinking it's just a prayer, but it dawns on me that the sounds don't align with anything I know about English or French or Spanish. And my little teenage brain starts a short circuit, and I understand that there are these incomprehensible syllables spilling forth from my friend's mother's mouth. And as strange, sibilant sounds and confusing, clacking consonants escape into the air beside us, I'm feeling left out. I mean, 
They project the words to the song on the big screen so that you can sing along, and they tell you when to stand up and sit down and stand up again. I'm sure my friend would have told me if I needed to learn some German or some Russian to be at church today. So I ask her, does your, friend, does your mom know another language? Without any embarrassment whatsoever, because again, she's like so cool. She says, oh, she's speaking in tongues. What? What? I'm sorry, what? When you want to talk to God, but you don't know what to say, you open your heart to the Holy Spirit, and he gives you the words to talk to God. Shut up! That's amazing! I didn't actually say that out loud because we were in church, but that was my mental process. I spend the rest of the service in a haze. People are talking to God, not like a prayer thrown into the ether, but like talking. There is a special language that exists, and you can just like talk to God whenever you want, and I'm only finding out about it now. All right. I went home wondering what would happen if I, a semi perhaps, sort of, maybe, believer, tried this, took the risk, and tried to talk to God. So I sat in the window seat of my bedroom and stared at the sky and waited for the Holy Spirit. I projected all of my energy, all of my need, out into the great dark void of the universe, and I waited for the power to come over me and give me the sounds that would allow me to talk to God. No, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> I hoped and I wished and I wanted, but despite spending other lonely nights staring into the darkness and returning to church and fervent whispered prayers aimed at the tissue-thin pages of my Bible, the echo I was waiting for didn't come. I wanted the call back. I wanted a response. Not answers to all my questions, just some kind of tap on the shoulder, a metaphysical glance across a room, a wink from an omnipotent stranger. <laughs> just something saying, I hear you, I get it, I know. Some 15 years later, I did hear that echo. And when it came, I realized it had been there all along. You see, I said before, I found my calling the year I found out people talk to God, and that's true. If a calling is something that calls you back over and over again, then this is mine. There's an experience that draws me like a moth to a flame. And it started with a little play called Tom Sawyer. I was 13. I played Gracie. I had eight lines. My best line went like this. Graveyards is for dead people. <laughs> It's good, right? You laugh, and that's what happened when I said it. They laughed, and I was like, this is awesome. I was completely hooked. I had to have more. So the next year in high school, I'm in drama one. I got to learn everything about this acting thing. And we're all sitting there, and our teacher points to a big, tall, leafy thing outside of the window, and she asks, no, demands, what is that? Uh, it's a tree. <laughs> it's a tree. Yeah. A tree. A tree. A tree. A tree. Do you hear it? There's a T in the word tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 I needed to pay better attention. I needed to listen. 
So was laid the crust of a layer cake of lessons and skills, which as I get older become harder to pick apart. Shakespeare and Chekhov, Greek tragedy and slapstick comedy, Stanislavski and Meisner and Method, years of study, of history of theory, rehearsal and performance, layer after layer deposited in my psyche as I also went about the business of being a person, a human being, and later on a mother and a wife. Going to church sometimes and always still waiting. No tap, no glance, no wink. God wasn't listening to me, and he wasn't answering back. So over and over again, I returned to the only thing that was guaranteed to bring me joy, performing, although at the time, I still couldn't explain the why of it. In my late 20s, I was cast in a play at a community college. The cast was big and energetic, and the training was intense. Long hours on weeknights, and six hours on Saturday I spent rolling around on the floor, molecule by molecule, or leaping over imaginary objects as we set our lines. And we took words and we broke them into shapes and circles and stretches. We spent hours learning this thing called the consonant orchestra. There is the sweet, sweeping violin of N. The cello of V. The percussive woodblocks of DL. We were chopping words into pieces, smashing them up, putting them in blenders, playing music with our tongues, standing in a circle. We would play with consonants. And we would create beats and rhythms, trade and take turns, make stories out of pure emotion and nonsense sounds, and holy shit, it felt like a metaphysical tap. The circle of sounds rang the bell that made me hear the throbbing power of an audience's response. Because rehearsal was playful, but on stage, there, that was the place I could find a call back. Reconstructed, these sounds, transform and become weighted with meaning. And I slip my skin and stand in someone else's life and use strange sibilant sounds and confusing clacking consonants to become a bear or a bus driver, or a babushka. And I can press into the corners of a room with my drumming bees and popping peas and open arching vowels, and these sounds make a line from you to me and tie us together in thought and feeling. And that echo I was waiting for all those years ago comes thundering into the sacred space between us, and you laugh or smile or wink or cry, and wordlessly the room fills with understanding. I hear you. I get it. I know. God doesn't answer me, but you do. This is why I will be endlessly called back to stand up before strangers and let strange stories move through me, through this strange arrangement of flesh and air and vibration, because you listen and understand, and together we know that the world is not so scary after all. Thank you. Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our intern is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Lego Pete's, Greater Than Records, Sexy Pizza, Sexbot Comedy, 
from the Hip Photo and Breckenridge Brewery. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. And for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>